Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. This is Alex. It is August 29th, 2022, and there is a lot to talk about, so I'm going to shut up and get started. Let's take a look at markets around the world, starting with stocks in Asia, where they are mostly down. In Europe, they are sharply down. And here in the US, they are set to open sharply lower. Why is everything falling? Well, in the US and Europe, there are concerns that interest rates could keep rising for some time. And that's bad news for stocks. Why? Well, keep in mind that good economic news right now can push stocks in a contra direction. The logic is that the better the near-term economic data is, the higher rates will go in the near term. So it's a little bit damned if you do, damned if you don't. Lovely. News isn't much better over in crypto land. Bitcoin and ETH are off a little in the last day and roughly 7 to 8% apiece in the last week. That means that the aggregate crypto market cap is back under the $1 trillion mark, though, yes, that number does have a couple of issues that we are aware of. And finally, NFT volumes remain modest. Yes, this crypto winter has teeth and they're sharp. Looking ahead, we're going to hear from Baidu, CrowdStrike, and HP on the earnings front this week. Of course, we're at the tail end now of earnings season, but there's still a little bit of data that we can't wait to see. Now, turning to startups, startup news was actually pretty quiet this morning and over the weekend. So we are definitely now in the August period of time. So I'm not thinking about it too much. I'm not worried, but it does have me wondering if the quote summer slowdown that we used to see every year is one back and two going to actually impact venture capital numbers for the first time in a long while. It feels like the startup market needs some bucking up, something to come around and sit down and put an arm around it and boost its spirits. Happily, there's actually the possibility of one such effort in front of us, Instacart. Yes, Instacart. With accelerating revenue growth from Q1 to Q2 of this year, it does appear determined to crack the public markets inside of 2022. And if that debut goes well, then perhaps venture capitalists will reclaim their confidence, question mark. It's worth noting that as long as the stock market keeps taking blows like it did last Friday, the IPO market, at least domestically, is going to stay pretty much frozen unless someone or something cracks the ice. Let that be the Instacart IPO and let it happen soon. Dear God, I have S1 withdrawal. News came in the last few days that Tether, the incredibly popular stablecoin, is still a few months out from an audit that may satisfy its external critics. This got me thinking about the pretty slack crypto market more generally. Recall that Bitcoin first reached the $20,000 mark in late 2020, the price level it recently fell under once again. So actually, we could see Bitcoin wind up with a two-year period of no price growth, which would feel pretty notable this late in the game. Even more, NFT volumes are down, crypto trading is faltering, and major companies in the Web3 space that eat off of volume are struggling. This includes the American giant Coinbase, which flipped from huge net incomes last year to sharp losses in 2022. But what better shot in the arm than, well, that the most popular stablecoin in the decentralized world is 100% legit and good and fine? Well, that would help, I reckon. So it sucks that the company has been relying, as the journal reports, on the attestations of auditors over a more thorough audit. Two things could happen here with the eventual audit. One, Tether is 100% backed, and despite a relatively modest covering of its liabilities with assets, the Wall Street Journal notes a mere 0.3% cushion in its latest report, is legit. And if so, a major fear and point of criticism of a key point in the crypto landscape 
deflates. Or two, the audit keeps not happening and folks want to know why and Tether continues to be a well-used product if persistent thorn in the side of the crypto market. Now is a good time for crypto anything to prove that it is 100% legit and stable and backed and over-collateralized and not suffering from counterparty risk or being over-leveraged or being underbacked and actually isn't a front, you know? There are a host of stories in the Web3 world today, from Teflon optimism, huge venture rounds, and some retained hope that gaming and crypto are going to prove to be best friends at some point, but another is that trading activity is tailing off, meaning that consumer interest is down. And there are a lot of startups hoping that a lot of consumers will want to use their new blockchain-based products. Clarity would help, and that is on Tether. Good news on the battery front if you are an American. TechCrunch reports that Honda is now the latest car company with plans to manufacture lithium-ion batteries in the U.S. The automaker said on Monday that it will form a joint venture with LG Energy Solutions to supply the North American market with, quote, pouch-type batteries to power EVs from its Honda and Acura brands. Now, a location for this $4.4 billion factory has not yet been announced, but I will say Rhode Island would love to have it. Just throwing that out there. The joint venture, which is scheduled to begin by the end of the year, subject, of course, to regulatory approval, aims to start construction in early 2023 and the mass production of advanced lithium-ion battery cells by the end of 2025. Where batteries are produced is not a small matter. It's actually nearly national security at this point, up there with microchips and food. But also, given that input sourcing is nearly, if not just, as important as where batteries are compiled, this is just one step of battery autonomy for America. Still, it's encouraging. I'll take it. And a little bit more good news if you care about the global startup scene, there's more connectivity coming to India. TechCrunch reports that Reliance Geo Infocom, the country's top telecom mobile operator, has earmarked spending of about $25 billion to keep spurring the rollout of 5G in the country. The company, which has amassed over 421 million telecom subscribers, will extend its 5G network to, quote, every town in India by the end of 2023. What does this mean? Well, it means more consumers for Indian startups, and it also means better access for the already connected consumers of India. What could that impact? Well, e-commerce, fintech, and other areas where startups play. This is bullish overall for the Indian startup scene, if slightly worrisome that Reliance is a huge company and it's going to have huge market share of the internet pipes in the country. What happens if you smash Meta into Reliance? Well, TechCrunch reports that Meta and an e-commerce venture between India's Reliance Retail and Geo platforms are bringing grocery shopping to WhatsApp in what they said was a global first end-to-end shopping experience on the popular instant messaging platform. The launch of GeoMart on WhatsApp follows Meta and GeoMart beginning to test an integration with select users two years ago. If successful, a commerce engine could prove to be a major source of revenue for WhatsApp, which has largely avoided serving ads to app users. While Meta is less popular in some countries, WhatsApp remains a super critical piece of internet infra around the world, and especially in India. So this is a pretty big deal. And that is our show for this fine Monday morning. I have some news, though. We are live this week. So if you want to tune in to the Friday taping, you can do so on Thursday. How can you find out about that? Well, follow Equity on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle EquityPod, and we'll let you know where to click and when to do so. If that's not enough for you, you can also follow me on Twitter, where I tweet under the handle Alex. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. We're back Wednesday and Friday morning. See you then.